0: Welcome to the Everyday Believer Podcast, where I'll be discussing a variety of topics that we encounter as believers in our day to day lives. These can be topics that are often overlooked in church settings or just not discussed at all. So please stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, everybody. I just want to welcome you all to the Everyday Believer podcast. Thank you so much for joining in on this episode. This episode, I will be talking about something that isn't really addressed much, and I'm very passionate about this. Um, It might make some people feel uncomfortable uh, because it's kind of a touchy subject. And so um, let me, you know, start off by saying that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And so, this episode I'll be talking about the healthy Christian. And I'm going to be talking about the importance of diet and exercise as a Christian and how we are to steward our bodies. And you know, just to just to open your mind and your heart to to receive instruction from God and wisdom from God on how to eat healthy, how to make healthy food choices. Um, and ways to exercise and as it being a way to honor God with your body that's 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 the whole point it's not here to condemn anybody everybody's body type is different everybody has different body shapes so I don't want you anyone to think that everybody has the same um, way of doing things because you don't Um, there's different there's different ways to go about things and so Um, But I think we all can agree that we all need to make healthy food choices um, in order to um, keep our bodies healthy. And so, again, I'm very passionate about this. And so just a little story of why I'm passionate about this. I never really was concerned about the way I ate because I was always an athlete um, I was a athlete till I was what, 24 maybe 23. Uh, I played collegiate softball and I played softball all the years prior to that, pretty much from fourth grade to college. And so, uh, I was always an athlete, and so I pretty much would eat whatever I wanted, and um, you know, never got. I was I was always a little heavier as a kid. I was carried a little extra weight, um, but also my my mother was a single parent of four kids, so a lot of the time, you know, the food she would make was, let's just say it wasn't the healthiest. She, she home-cooked a lot of her meals, so we didn't eat out a lot because it's four kids. You can't really <laughs> go out to eat all the time, so she would make very large homemade meals, but they were, you know, majority- with preserved foods, you know, high salt content, fat, all that, cheese, all just all that kind of stuff in it. Stuff to fill us up. And so, you know, growing up, I just I never really was concerned about how I ate. I remember I remember drinking soda all the time, um and that not being an issue until I got dehydrated. And I made the choice as a young child to stop drinking soda, uh, but my whole family kept drinking soda. So that was a that was a big thing. Um just to show you like culturally how you can grow up like and think that it's okay to continue to eat and um drink like that. And so I want to say it was about 4 years ago now. About 4 years ago I started actually paying attention to how I eat. And so I stopped playing softball because I graduated college and um I also got saved. <laughs> my last year of college so the the january i want to say the january after i got saved or it might have been the following january we started doing the daniel fast at the church i just started going to and so if anybody knows what the daniel fast is it's where you don't eat meat for um, about 21 days um you know no animal products no salt it's pretty much a vegan diet i always say that when i explain it just with no salt And it's pretty restrictive. You can only eat, like, vegetables the first seven days. And then you can add fruits the next days. And no bread. And just, just, there's a lot of restrictions in it. So this was the first time I ever had to do that. And let me tell you how I struggled. I was, like, feeling sick. Um, I just, I've never gone that long without eating meat. I was so used to eating I love making breakfast. I would make breakfast with, like, bacon and then lunch. I'm eating something that has meat, maybe some chicken or whatever. And then dinner, I'm eating, again, something with meat. So, like, to say I couldn't have meat for 21 days, I thought that was crazy. Like, what? Like, no meat. And so, like, again, that's how I grew up. You could eat bre- You could eat meat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, you know, like, that that was just normal to me. So, um, uh, we had to do that for 21 days and it really, it really changed the way I look at food. It was really different. And I was like, wow, like, and you know, I I was like, I'm going to change the way I eat. But as soon as the fast was over, I went right back. I remember I ate, <laughs> I went to cook out and got a spicy chicken sandwich with chili cheese fries the day after the fast ended. I think matter of fact, at midnight when the fast ended, so I went right back to those old eating habits and Um, the following year was when I took it more serious. And so, um, I was able to do it easier because I had done it before. I knew how to cook more things and stuff like that. So I still reverted back to my old eating habits, but I could tell I was starting to get more convicted of my food, my food choices, excuse me y'all I have a little cold pray for me so then the third year is when I really decided to stick with eating healthy after the Daniel fast it's like the Daniel fast was always like the the kicks the kickstarter for me because I was being held accountable all my brothers and sisters were eating the same way um so it was really helpful and so one of my brothers, he was vegan. He went vegan from the, the the Daniel Fast prior to that. I don't know if it was, like, right then, but in that year, he, he became vegan, and, like, I could just tell a difference. He lost a lot of weight. He looked like he was just, like, his skin was, like, glowing, and I'm like, man, he looks, like, really healthy, and so, you know, I was, like, after the the, the, the year after that, I did the Daniel fast and I'm like I'm just going to go vegan and so I went vegan for a whole year. I saw a lot of benefits in it. Um I'm able to I was able to keep off weight a lot. Um I could tell like my skin was just different and like I could just tell I was getting more nutrients in my body that it needed and I was taking in less unhealthy things that my body didn't need. Uh, So I stuck with it for a year. And then I kind of went back to old eating habits for a little bit. And then I just decided again this year to go fully back vegan and uh, I'm not turning back. So this is the, the quote unquote diet. I don't really call it a diet. But The vegan lifestyle is the one that works for me. I'm not here to push it, you know. I'm not here to tell you don't eat meat, it's bad and all that. You know, this is just my personal conviction for myself and what works for my body. It helps me keep off weight the best. And it also makes me eat a lot of the stuff I would not normally eat if I didn't, if I did have meat in my diet. And so instead of eating, you know, a chicken sandwich for lunch, now I'll make salad or some potatoes with some veggies and um, an avocado you know like I I'm able to to take in more of the fruits and vegetables that I need daily and so I just wanted to share that to let you know like this is something that's that's you know important to me because I've struggled with my weight my whole life Um, and that that has you know that can open the door for many other things such as you know, insecurity, and even, like, depression, and all these other things, and, and all, and it all stems from, like, really, and, like, not being happy with how I feel, and it's not just how I look. The Bible says not to, you know, put all your trust in your outward appearance, and it's not just about that, like, health really comes from the inside out, and actually, like, your, your gut, your stomach is, like, the, the area where most of the diseases in the body comes from and it stems from our eating habits but that's not talked about <clears throat> in health in the healthcare system they're always trying to fight the symptoms with medicine the medicine doesn't cure it what cures it is is what we take into our bodies so, like, I really believe, like, God really wants this to be an awareness. And I got confirmation of this the other day because I was talking to my sister and she was like, dude, like, the food we're eating is, like, killing us. And I'm like, yes, it is. And that's when I knew when she was talking about it, like, yes, this needs to be talked about. We, we don't talk about this stuff in the church. And, there, and there's, you know, there's reason to it. Like, we, we, we actually make food an idol. And so the thing is what's the difference between that and fornication? What's the difference between between killing your body, um eating fast food and smoking cigarettes? You know we we talk about breaking the uh habits of smoking and drinking, but we don't talk about breaking the habits of eating unhealthy foods over consuming gluttony it's an idolatry of food we do it all the time and so I just believe God wants to bring about a balance of this in our life of um, food uh, food habits and healthy choices and so just some statistics I have just to kind of feed back off of that Um, the number one cause of premature deaths in the US alone is from poor diet and lack of exercise and this number actually exceeds the deaths from tobacco use so you know we always pray against premature death um, but we don't really think about it in the context of like (laughs) food choice causing premature death we think about like a tragedy that can happen and 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 all that and don't get me wrong we pray against all premature death because that's not God's will but this is preventable This is year-long prevention. And so, number one cause of premature deaths. Like, that is crazy, y'all. Like, when I read this, I'm like, this is crazy. That poor diet and lack of exercise is the number one death. And it's above tobacco use. Granted, I would say tobacco use has gone down over the years because there's a lot of new laws in place um where they banned smoking and over the years. So that's good. And so and also more information has came about about tobacco use that deters people away from smoking. And I think we're we're getting to the point with food like that as well. Um where there's more information out there you can see even when you go to fast food places now you see stuff about like health on like everywhere that they have the calorie counts now but that doesn't stop people just like we can see in in the history of the cigarette smoking that doesn't stop people from doing it people know cigarettes are going to cause cancer but they still do it so so how how do we talk about this with food you know like I think it's more acceptable because our bodies need food. Our bodies don't need cigarettes, but our bodies need food, so we we make it acceptable to to eat that kind of stuff. And I, in my heart, I just don't feel like it is acceptable. No, I'm not talking about you know every once in a while eat something because I love chocolate. <clears throat> I really do love chocolate, and so every once in a while I want some chocolate, and you know, but where it becomes the issue is when I'm eating it every day and I gotta have it and I can't do anything without it like then that's an issue that that's an addiction and actually um there are foods that are addicting and cheese I learned this recently cheese actually like releases a a hormone in your brain that that is the same as meth so it makes you want to come back for more. And these people who do marketing for these companies out here selling this food that's killing us know what they're doing. When they advertise it to you, it's cheesy, it's greasy, and it just looks good. You could be watching on TV and you're like, man, I want to go get one of those. And you go get it. And I believe that, <clears throat> that the enemy is using this system. Just like the enemy can use the music industry, the movies, Hollywood, he's using the food industry. He is using this because that, that statistic right there, the number one cause of premature, premature, premature deaths in the U.S. alone is from poor diet and lack of exercise. So I do think this is very, very important, and it needs to be talked about, and it just gets overlooked in the church. It, it really does. I've heard it talked about a couple times, and... I have watched a few sermons about um you know gluttony and um the the diet of Christians. So it 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 is talked about in some settings, but I feel like we overlook it and it's it's really acceptable. It's like accepted um and we don't talk about it. And I think because also it's very sensitive, you know, some people struggle in this area which I can attest to. I have definitely struggled, but that doesn't we don't stop somebody who's doing something detrimental to their body, we don't we don't stop not telling them the truth. So I believe, you know, the truth sets us free. So knowing the truth about the foods that we eat is going to set you free from the addiction and the bondage of it. <clears throat> and so I have a couple more things I wanted to talk about, just about um, the history of food and why... We have the kind of foods that we have, so in World War Two, um, there is a lot of dynamics that changed in the American household, um, when in regards to diet. So women started working more while the men were out, and they continued to do so afterward. And what happened here is, um, they you know everybody's out working, and you know there's not as much time for. You know, women used to meal prep and cook all the food from scratch and do all these things. And so now both parents are out of the house and now they have to go to the store and buy food that's ready to just pop in the oven, microwave, whatever, um, to to eat for dinner. And so that was the beginning of how what became what became the new normal for today. Now, when we go in the grocery store, everything's pretty much pre-made. We don't know, you know. You could look at the ingredients. It's a long list of things. We don't know where everything originally came from. It's just a long list of stuff we can't pronounce in it. Uh, I always learn when when looking for food to find the stuff with the least amount of ingredients. And so all this food that that we have that that we're that's that's gonna help us, you know, make food faster because we're just so about being faster and doing things quick. Has a lot of preservatives in it, high salt content, just stuff to make it stay on the shelves a long time, so the companies can get the most out of their money, um, and 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 that we can just get stuff that's on the go, cause the the companies know like that's how people live today. We're just go 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 go, and so um, I I think it we really have to like seek God for the time that we're in right now, because this isn't how it was in biblical times. So we look at scriptures, scriptures like um first Timothy four. Actually I'm gonna read it. First Timothy four verses three. Yeah, verses three to five. So Paul's talking and he's saying he's talking about false doctrine. and He's saying that these false doctrines, um, are forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And so, you know, this scripture can be used to justify bad eating, (laughs) bad eating habits and lifestyles, and I've heard it being used as such. And that's not what Paul is saying here. And we got to also look at contextually, you know, he's talking about false doctrines. He's talking about doctrines that promote these things. And so, and he's saying that that's far from the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's not saying, yeah, go ahead and eat unhealthy. (laughs) He's not, he's not saying that. So I think like a lot of people will use that scripture um, it's justification for for bad eating habits. And that's that's not it. Like, I don't believe that that's God's heart behind that scripture. And we got like, again, we got to keep in mind the times back then. They they didn't have cars. They didn't have airplanes. They didn't have fast food pull up drive throughs. You know, they didn't they didn't have all that like we do. We are in a very under exercised, over consuming culture. That was not the culture back then. I'm sure if Paul saw how we were eating today, he would say, y'all, like, no, like, that is not it. Like, y'all should not be eating like this. Like, so, you know, it's it's really using wisdom in this area um, because we read scriptures like that. And we're like, OK, well, I just got to give thanks. And then this food is great. Yeah, there's I'm grateful um that we pray over our food because there could have been times where it could have made us sick. We could have, we could have had food poisoning, um anything could have been wrong with it, but we pray and and we pray that God you know lets it be healthy to our body and we give thanks to the Lord for it. that is absolutely accurate and true um but again, I just don't believe that the scripture is giving um is is justifying eating fast food all the time and foods that are just and fried stuff that is just not good for you it's I just don't believe that. And so I wanted to read 1 Corinthians 6 as well, verse 19, was it 19? No, um, 12, I'll start at 12. So just to show here, the title of this part of chapter six says, glorify God in body and spirit. So obviously, in body and spirit, that Paul thinks it's a big deal that we glorify God in our bodies, right? So he says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Food for the stomach and stomach for the foods, but God will destroy both it and them. And he goes on to talk about sexual immorality And then he goes on and says, you know, um, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Right. And then he talks about how um, in verse 19, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And I believe that a way of glorifying God in your body is to keep it healthy, to keep it healthy. So we are vessels. We are vessels. We contain the Holy Spirit of God in our bodies. And we are to go and preach the gospel, teach you know, teach people, um, show love to people, pray, do all these things. But how can we do it if we can't oper- move in our bodies? And this is real practical. This is real practical. Sometimes we get so spiritual that we forget. Like we are in this human body. We are so we are in this human body, and God designed us to have this body. People like to use. Well, no good thing dwelleth in the flesh. Absolutely, that's why we had to have our spirit man take control over our body. Really take control over our soul to take control over our human body so I just I I just think it's really important and I think God wants us to really like pay attention to how we eat um you know and the Bible talks about fasting all the time and so if you can't control in what you're eating how are you able to even fast and so the thing about fasting is this I remember when I used to eat unhealthy that fasting was very difficult and the more healthy I eat the easier fasting becomes so I remember the first time I tried to go on an extended three-day fast this is like after I got saved and mind you my eating habits were awful when I got to the beginning of day two I went to work and I was so sick like literally I thought I was about to die like I was so so sick like I was hot I was like nauseous, like I just it felt like I had the flu times ten, and I remember I went home and left early, and I went home and ate something, cause I knew I knew why I was feeling sick, but the reason why I was feeling so sick is because my whole entire life I ate so bad, and my body was full of toxins, and so when you fast, and you, the reason why you get headaches and you feel sick is because your body is r- getting rid of all those toxins it's your body's natural response to fasting. And that's just the wisdom of God. This is is how I know God cares about our health because after three days of fasting, your body starts to, to rejuvenate your cells. And this is the place where diseases can get healed. And so if you're eating unhealthily, and then go into a fast, you're gonna feel more sick because all those toxins and your your cells are trying to rejuvenate, your body's in this state of healing itself. God designed us this way. And and um and 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 then if you go back to eating like that again, then you gotta do it again, all over again. So I just I really in my heart believe God is just really concerned about our eating habits and our eating lifestyle. So, you know, I also, if we look at the things that we could, we could eat, think about the fruits and vegetables, they provide nutrients to our body, like literally vitamins that our bodies need to, to live on. And God designed it this way. He designed everything every fruit and every vegetable to give us what we need to give our bodies what we need. And I mean, he did say we could eat meat too. So I'm not going to disregard that. I have a personal view on it, but I'm not going to say that you can't get some nutrients from meat because you can. So God gave us all these things to eat, you know, but how it is used today is so far removed from its original intention. By the time we get any fruits and vegetables to our table if we're not cutting them or cooking them ourselves they're covered in salt and butter and all this other stuff to the point where they're of non-effect and so i i think that we really you know again just need to pay attention to this stuff and realize that satan wants to use this system to to influence of um, to, to do pre- premature deaths in Christians and for it to be such a an area that we overlook and don't pay attention to, to use it through. That sounds just like the devil. That sounds like, that's very highly <laughs> his character of what he would do to use that system against Christians and and another thing is you know we pray a lot for symptoms of things like we always you know I believe God is a healer I'm not saying he's not by no means he definitely is but the thing is we pray against symptoms a lot we pray against the symptoms but what's the root what's the root of the sickness what's causing the headaches y'all know like eating bad you can you'll get headaches every day if you're eating bad i've read so many testimonies of people who switch their diets and they used to get reoccurring headaches every day and now they're gone and so i think that we pray so much against the symptoms but we're not really looking at the root of what what it is what why is my body reacting why am i tired all the time when you eat bad you're tired all the time how am i how am i going to be effective in the kingdom if i'm just slowful and tired all the time and then, like your skin will improve when you eat better, and all of that. Like your overall being is just so much more improved when you start eating healthy and taking, you know, conscience of conscience of where your your eating habits and and your lifestyle and exercise. And so, you know, practically, what is what does this look like for me personally? What I did was, you know, first of all, I had the opportunity via the Daniel Fast to experience something new. And was held accountable for it, so that helped me to to try a new lifestyle without being like, nah, I can't do that. Cause we'll do that to ourselves. Like, nah, I grew up eating X, Y, and Z. I can't go this long without eating X, Y, and Z. So, you know, we we always talk about this, like we can't put culture over kingdom. Just because you grew up a certain way doesn't mean it's acceptable. Paul just said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. And then he says, I will not be brought under the power of anything. Food, we are under the power of food all the time. We really are. It's really become an addiction. And, you know, I think of this view, uh, this, this, it was this picture i seen years ago on social media, and it was like a skyline of buildings, and all the buildings are different heights. And, you know, it says, this is how we look at sin. So we look at one sin is greater than the other, right? Um, And so then it had, the next picture was the top view of the skyline, of the skyscrapers and you can't tell which one's taller than the other. And he says this is how God looks at sin. Cuz sin is just sin. It's an umbrella. It's a it's a category. It's sin. And so we tend to break it up into various things, but God says, no, look, this is sin. So that's this definitely gluttony, food idolatry fits under there as well. It's the same it's under the same category as fornication, right? Um idolatry in general. I mean, it's it's obvious. So um, I think we focus on one thing rather than the collective of things. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the body of Christ who, who are passionate about health and diet and things like that. So that's how I know it's, it's God's desire because he wants to use them in that arena. Um, personal train, I know personal trainers who preach the gospel, um, people who, you know, teach health classes and, and all those type of things, nutrition, So I do believe God is concerned, and he has gifted certain people to to talk about it in these arenas. Um, And so practically, again, going back practically, to me, that having the opportunity to do the Daniel fast is what helped me. And so also, I like to do research. Do some research on the food you're eating, you know? Like, I would look up... um, I love avocados, so I would look up what are the benefits, health benefits of eating avocados, and it would be a long list of all these vitamins and high fats that my body needs, and it encouraged me to keep eating that, because I'm like, oh, yeah, like you even said, like your hair will (laughs) improve, your skin will improve, and every woman wants that. We want our hair and skin to be popping, so of course, yeah, let me eat that. So I just, I also watched a lot of of documentaries about food and food choices and, and all that. Now on the exercise side, I, I, I've always liked exercise. And so, you know, what that looks for you is dependent upon, you know, where you're at in your health too, because you can't just go out and just go run a marathon. Not everybody, you you know, you have to be in shape and, you know, you got to work towards that. So. Um, you know, take it slow, you know, maybe ask your doctor, um, what physical activity you could do, um, and ask the Lord and use wisdom and ways you can incorporate some type of exercise, whether it be a walk or whatever it is, know, it's just 30 minutes a day, something, we need some type of physical activity in our lives. Um, because God designed us that way as well. You know, we work out, we get stronger we get more muscles, and so <clears throat> um you know practically that's something you can do, and it's and also, when you start to work out, you're gonna feel better you You release endorphins in your brain when you work out, which makes you feel so good and like you know as Christians, we are the light of the world, of course, it's Jesus in us, but but our actions that flow from that place are are what people see, and so it can get clogged up in our soulish realm, when we're eating bad and we're just tired, like, oh, I'm just so full. I just ate. I'm just going to take a nap. Um, I have headaches all the time. It's Christ is still in you, but, but your soul is being so clogged by the stuff that it can't, that the God can't even like shine through you, if that makes sense. So, you know, whatever works practically for you all, is what, you know, I would suggest. Again, this is not a condemnation thing. This is just to bring an awareness of our diets and our health lifestyles and bring it before God. Pray about it. Ask the Lord, like, God, what should I do? Like, can you convict me of my food choices? Because I want to honor you in my body. And and I'm growing in this myself. Like, I am growing in this myself. Like, I'm not perfect at this. Like, I still have my moments where I want something sweet. And I have to either control my body or I give into that temptation. And, you know, a fruit of the spirit is self-control. So there are times where I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And Paul talks about this too. <clears throat> I think it's Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, to give your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. So it is our duty to give our bodies to God. And and so we, I believe we can ask him to convict us in those areas. And then once we have the conviction is where our self-control comes in. And we use that, and we um you know we we make better decisions <clears throat> in what we eat, so again, no condemnation, really, I just pray that this um helps somebody come to the to the conscience of health um and their food choices that they make, and that you know you'll take it a little more serious um you know and represent god we want to represent god so i want to be able to do that to my fullest ability and again i'm still learning still growing in this and let me just say this as well just because someone is skinny doesn't mean they're healthy okay that's a big misconception like i said your health comes from the inside out so just because somebody's skinny doesn't mean they're healthy i know a lot of people who are skinny who eat terrible and the reason why they don't put on weight is because they have a fast metabolism that's not the case. So just don't want this to be a shaming thing. Um, everybody, regardless of your body size and shape, like it's from the inside out. It's from the inside out. So, you know, let's just pray and ask the Lord to, to give us wisdom in the food that we eat um, and for his conviction on it. And I believe that we'll be okay and that he'll show you. He'll show you areas that you can work on to, to take care of that. So just want to thank you all again. I hope this was helpful and edifying um, to you. And uh, thank you for your support and y'all love that you have shown me on uh, um, from my last episode about being a Christian introvert. Y'all showed a lot of love and I'm just so grateful for it. So again, I hope y'all enjoyed and I'll catch y'all in a couple more weeks with another episode. Thank you.